listening to ESL Talk, a podcast made for English teachers by English teachers. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello everyone, welcome to another brand new season of ESL Talk. We are really excited to share lots of incredible interviews, tips, advice and ways for you to improve as an English teacher. Hope everyone had an incredible break depending where you are in the world, but we're really excited to get back to it this season with lots of great episodes and features and also lots of ways you can improve your teaching skills too. So what are we talking about in the first episode this season? We're actually talking about learning Chinese as an ESL learner. And we have Hannah from Speak on English who has been incredibly successful in building up her teaching skills and her following by catering and targeting Chinese students. Now, I know it's been a little while since the last episode of last season, and I do just want to say thank you for all your patience while we recorded interviews and we got things ready for this season. Um, Hopefully, you'll be able to listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and we're also going to be adding the video interview as well, so you'll be able to find that on our YouTube page too. Um, And as always, we're going to continue updating the website, which is esl-talk.com as well. Just on a personal note, I've been working on a couple of different programs, a few things working with teachers. So I'm really happy to say that I now have a test prep program up and running with my um, teaching partner, Claudia, who's been helping me with that. And I've also been doing some work with teachers themselves individually as well. So it's been a really nice journey for me over the past few months. Um, And while on that journey, as always, I've met some incredible people, um, lots of people who actually reached out through our Instagram page, which now has well over 4,000 followers. And it's great to see that even while we've not been recording episodes, we're still getting consistently hundreds of listens every single week. So thank you so much for all of your support with that. It's great to see, and I hope we can just continue to grow even more this season. And just as last season finished, this season is going to continue with our amazing sponsor, esl-curriculum.com. Access now to, I think, over 600 interactive, ready-made, off-the-shelf ESL lessons covering all levels, all ages, all abilities, whether it's kids English, business English, 
IELTS English, whatever you need, you can get it at esl-curriculum.com. You can go and start your free two-week trial where you can sample all the different lessons and curricula available. And if you like it, you can just continue for as little as a few dollars a month. So do check them out if you get the chance. Just go to esl-curriculum.com to get started. So let's introduce our first guest of the new season of ESL Talk. Let's invite Hannah to come and join us for the interview, where she's going to tell us all about how and why she learns Chinese as an ESL teacher and how this has actually helped her get a much better connection with her audience. Here we go. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com/acast. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential plan on us. Mintmobile. dot com slash switch. Upfront payment of forty five dollars, equivalent to fifteen dollars per month, unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active Mint customers by five thirty one twenty four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty first, twenty twenty four. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Alrighty, thank you. We are with Hannah from Speak on English. Hannah, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> thank you so much for having me, Daniel. Really excited to talk to you because we're doing something we don't usually do.、Um, we usually talk about teaching, generally on the podcast, but today we're kind of talking about learning another language as an English teacher and how that can help you with your teaching as well.、Um, so, Hannah, why don't you share with our listeners a little bit about your journey and kind of how you got to where you are today? Love that. So first off, I really love languages from the sense that I started it off when I was in eighth grade. I didn't know any Spanish in eighth grade, but my mom is from Mexico, 
And she would use Spanish all the time around me, but never teaching me really. And uh, I always wanted to know what she was talking about. I always wanted to know the shows that she was watching. What are, what are they talking about? So <laughs> that's when she did encourage me to take Spanish classes. And I started asking her questions like, what is this? What is that? How do I say like this? And this immediate feedback and the corrections and her laughing at my mistakes, it was so intriguing to me and how I would make connections between different words and how Spanish has connections with English. And it kind of was just this really awesome journey of growth every single time. I was so stimulated by this. And so that's what helped me when it came to the point of uh, me volunteering my mom said, why don't you help out my friend? My friend needs to learn English. You know Spanish. She's a native Spanish speaker. It'll help you out as you teach her in Spanish, teach her some concepts in Spanish. So I was like, okay, let's do this. So I, I did it and I was like, wow, because my Spanish still wasn't 100% good. Mm -hmm. I was at an intermediate level, but um, as I was able to help her, I was helping myself. And since she saw my mistakes, she said, oh, okay, it's actually not so bad if someone makes a mistake because she's teaching me and she's making mistakes and it's fine. It's not as bad as it seems. Right. And that directly translated into the job I have now, which I'm teaching mainly Chinese speakers how to speak English. Amazing. This is so cool. And, um, you know, we connected through social media because I really love your content, the way you kind of, you know, deliver the content in an engaging way in a really unique way, which I, I like. And something that I thought we should talk about today was about actually you learning Chinese because um, I was really impressed at your level of Chinese. And I, I know you haven't been learning for that long, um, but it was really interesting to see that. And again, it just ties in with knowing the language that your students know a little bit can really help build that connection. So is that what inspired you to start learning Chinese or was there another motivation? It was several reasons, to be honest, because okay. I first joined this platform and I had a mentor. My mentor mm -hmm. said, I recommend you to learn Chinese, um, Korean and Japanese, because mm -hmm. those are the three main groups of people on this platform. And if you know how to speak even just the basics of that, those right. languages, you'll make more money. So initially, I'm not going to lie, it was like motivated by money. But <laughs> um, she told me, yeah, just download Duolingo, just learn a few things and you can mm -hmm. add it to your profile. No big deal. I was like, okay, why not? I tried to do three languages at once, Chinese, Korean and Japanese. Oh, no, no, <laughs> too much. And so I just focused on Chinese and um, I didn't like it because I was just doing it for money. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, I, I gave up. And uh, like about 30 days later, I said, oh, I see my students struggling and I want to show them that I, I feel their journey. So mm -hmm. it was kind of more like an empathy thing. And this right. is what really drove me to learn more about Chinese because I wanted to make them surprised. I'm American. People don't really expect an American to speak Chinese. Mm -hmm. I love the reaction when my students are like, oh, you said that so well. Yeah. <laughs> it's great, even though I just say something super simple. Right. Um, so 
it's it's grown to be more about the connections and mm -hmm. yeah that's that's what makes it so special that's why i think more people should admire the journey of learning a language instead of having some end goal of i want to make x amount of money although that is also really great well, yeah it does for sure for me it was so much more motivating to enjoy the process and connection yes. by connection um conversation by conversation just really feeling that that awesome. was special yeah so you mentioned duolingo um initially like to get started with the basics so how did you what resources or methods did you use? did you get a teacher or tutor for yourself to learn chinese oh you know i was not making a lot of money at that time so i I had a, a belief in myself that I could teach myself. And mm -hmm. I have done this with other things as well, like the SAT, like tying my shoes, braiding my hair, learning things by myself is like in my blood. So I was convinced I can teach myself. I had no worries. Yeah, so mm -hmm. it's okay. No, no biggie. I love a challenge. But the truth is, I could not do it for the life of me. I was being really consistent with the duolingo having the little flame with the streak and everything oh yeah, oh, yeah. and it's it, it's cool how they gamify that whole process but the thing is is that like i felt like i wasn't going anywhere because as many hours as i was investing into duolingo i still felt like i couldn't speak anything to my students right. i actually really still wasn't brave enough to say anything because I was like, I don't know, maybe it's not right. Maybe people don't say this because I did get one instance where I proudly said one sentence in front of my student and they were like, oh, um, we don't really say that. <laughs> oh no, that's so sad. And it, yeah, it was discouraging. Like I've been spending all this time and I asked another student, do you say this? Do you say it like that? Do you use this word? No, that sounds very formal. It sounds very mm -hmm. like textbook Chinese. And oh, so, so discouraging. I said, where do I turn to? Where do I go? I can't, I don't, at the time, I can't afford um, a class. I really couldn't. I, I didn't have any extra money. So, but however, since I was so frustrated at my lack of progress, I turned to like, uh, I did turn to the platform that I'm on. I searched and searched and searched. I took a few um, trial lessons with some teachers and they would say, oh, do you know one, two, three? Do you know coffee? Like that they would do the whole thing in Chinese though. Like, oh, yi, san, cafe, shui, oh, da, da, da. And I was like, yes, I already know this. this. I know it. I told them in the beginning that I was a beginner because I am a beginner. But mm -hmm. they were really going through the really, really super beginner stuff. And I say, okay, yeah, I know this. I know this. Yeah, I know. And then you say, oh, okay, you know. And then they start speaking in really long sentences. And I'm like, whoa, well, I don't know that much. I, I don't understand. And they they kind of didn't have a, they, I couldn't feel the feeling of they wanted to help me. Mm -hmm. I felt like they just wanted to get the class over with and ask me the next question and just I didn't feel a connection it took me like 10 no yeah maybe 10 different teachers until I finally found the one that's awesome right but the before that I actually my friend actually offered me some free classes 
And he said, I, why are you searching for teachers? I can teach you. I'm like, are you sure? How much do I owe you? How much will I need to pay you? He said, no, no, no. You don't need to pay me. You don't need to pay oh, me. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. It's a real challenge that a lot of teachers have is well, a lot of students have as well is they try to, they spend months and months trying to find teachers and, you know, this is not me kind of blowing smoke or anything, but like there's times where students come to me and they're like, I wish I found you three months ago, six months ago. And I'm sure you've had that experience too. I said, like, you know, because a lot of, a lot of teachers, maybe, you know, they're not really invested or motivated, or they just kind of feel like, well, you know, I just need to make money. So I'll just do whatever. I won't really prepare. I'll just talk and have conversation. And that's, that's fine for some students, but you know, depending on what students need, like they need real kind of consistency and they need to maintain that motivation right so yeah. it, it's really tricky um, but it's a very common common issue for students and i'm really happy to hear you found a good teacher in the end to help you with this so how did you maintain that motivation and the consistency when you were learning chinese because it's a real <laughs> challenge for everyone it is because we have lives we're adults and we have responsibilities and different tasks and mm -hmm. i am not consistent I do whatever I can to maintain that consistency. For example, I schedule weekly lessons. If I had the money, I would definitely schedule with my teacher every single day because she is mm -hmm. just that good. Um, and I'll also listen to podcasts. I've always asked my students, oh, what podcasts are you listening to? Because they mm -hmm. speak Chinese. They listen to Chinese podcasts. I want to know what natives are listening to. Right. I started off with the content designed for Chinese learners. That was great. Okay. But I didn't learn the authentic Chinese because I kept asking once again, my students, how about this phrase? I, I know this phrase. Oh, no, maybe don't say it like that. Maybe say it like this. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, this is such a waste of time. Let me just hear what you hear. Just give me what you hear. And uh, that's when I would use it for shadowing. That's when I would use it to search up some words that I have already heard, but I don't know. And um, but I lose motivation every single week. I'm like, oh, I don't really feel like doing it. Maybe I can just invest that time into my video creation. Maybe I can invest that time into um, my my lessons or my family. You know, it's balance for everything. I can't always put my energy towards Chinese right. um, unless I completely immerse myself, which I'm working on. And whatever conversation I can get with my students, I'll yes. put in like a sentence of Chinese. I'll try to see, oh, can I make that sentence like this? And uh, they are always willing to help me out. Like, oh, Hannah, exactly. this verb is like this and a huge explanation, even though I didn't ask for it. It's so yep. awesome. Oh, yeah. that's really true. This is one <laughs> beautiful thing I've, I've you know. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm particularly good at any language. I'm pretty good at Korean just because I lived there. I was around it. I was surrounded by it. I lived it. I studied it every day. So I, I got to a pretty good level. But with other languages, for example, like I have stu uh, students who are Spanish speaking, Arabic speaking, uh, Farsi speaking, uh, what else? Polish speaking. So like I have a wide range of languages. And wow. and this is what this is what you were saying at the start. If you can just learn a few words in that language, you can instantly connect with a student. You can build, you know a good rapport, a good level of trust, um, right. that, you know, good, a good long-term working relationship for sure. Um, so it, it's really important, but yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, there's times when I, when I'm meeting with my Korean students and I might say, say something and they're like, 
uh yeah but like you should say it like that or I'm like, mm. is this the right word and it helps me with vocabulary as well so it's yeah. definitely it's definitely a good learning process now question i have about chinese specifically because i've tried many times to pick up the basics but of course <sighs> the issue is the pronunciation and the tones mm. you can you can say a you know a sound or a, mm -hmm. you can look at something four or five different ways and it has totally different meanings so oh, how yeah. did you start to get to grips with the different tones and the pronunciation of chinese right that was so confusing for me too because i couldn't internalize it like when some when i heard it from another person i really had to think oh is that a falling tone or a or or what is that i couldn't hear a first tone second tone or third tone and uh my favorite way to do that is to hear my friend. I will have him say the sentence normal speed. And I'll say, oh, can you say that again? Like really slowly. And he'll say it really slowly. I am like, okay. And then it's in an audio recording because we're doing audio message. Mm -hmm. And so I'll play it again and I'll repeat it. No, 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 no. And play again. Da, da, da. Uh, and I don't even have to think about, yeah, what each tone is i just say like a melody like a song so like we internalize mm -hmm. a song just like uh, chinese so that's how i got it like with wo and ni i don't even have to think about those because i use them in almost every sentence right. so yeah the repetition is so key for me because then i don't have to it's kind of like how we breathe we don't have to consciously think about oh how do i breathe how do i step I don't know yeah but when you do slow it down and go through the steps you find that you're much more effective at it right so mm -hmm. it's, it's really interesting starting um, slow exactly yeah, and then... it's a really good point and this is really this is really great because you know there's so many teachers that listen to us and that that we speak to who are from other countries they speak other languages you know we we work with a lot of teachers who are english teachers but they're from china and you know, they ask a lot of questions and they're like, oh, this is a stupid question or this is a silly question. I'm like, no, it's not. It's important to know mm -hmm. pronunciation. Um, you know, with uh, with my Spanish speakers, there's certain sounds that are really difficult in English. So, oh, you know, yeah. when they talk about what they did at the weekend or when they went on vacation, I have to check and say, you mean you you went to the beach with your friends, right? They're like, yes. I'm like, okay, great. All and right. you were in your, you're in a meeting with your boss and you were talking about the budget right but, yes I'm like, uh, okay so this you know again i don't want it to get flagged for uh but i think you, i think you can kind of guess what i mean um and there's some really funny situations with that i mean again like you know you don't you don't want to make it a joke but if you can try, try to break the ice and just you know say it's fine no no problem it's okay and um, these are really good learning situations and again in, in, uh, in chinese i learned this mistake where a student uh, produced a piece of writing and I said, oh, it's pretty good. And she's like, what do you think? I said, yeah, not too shabby, not too shabby. And she started laughing a lot. I'm like, what's so funny? And it, it turns out it sounds very similar to a curse word. In, in oh. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I yeah. just realized. I just realized. So it's, it, again, these can be really good learning opportunities um, just by asking and, and kind of learning some some techniques. But again, context is great. Uh, because you can really pick up those natural situations and again it's it's a really nice way to to really improve your your skills in another language um in terms of vocabulary and grammar what strategies did you use for this because again you know you don't have many opportunities outside of your classes you're not always immersed so how do you do this on your own Hannah? vocabulary and grammar mm -hmm. i started off with flashcards i didn't like it because i couldn't build any connections I was thinking robotically mm -hmm. so I shifted onto um pictures mm -hmm. um 
And I actually have a stack of flashcards where I, I had the picture on one side and the Chinese on the other. I didn't write the English. Mm -hmm. And if I wanted to figure out the English, then I would have to go into my computer and type it. And that extra barrier to figure out the English part um, helps me to not think in English, but rather think in Chinese because I'm just mm -hmm. connecting the picture directly to the Chinese character. So in that sense, I'm learning Chinese like a Chinese. Right. Right. So that's, that's really cool. number one. And then incorporating it into my speaking. Because if, if we don't use it, we lose it, right? Very so, true. right. I, I There's been times and time again where my teacher has to introduce a new word. I'm like, oh, okay, that's a new word. And so we use it in the conversation. And then a few minutes later, she asked me a question using that word. Yes. I'm like, oh, yes you told me that word, but I just forgot. And so now that she said it again, stays in my long-term memory. And maybe I forget yeah. it again later on, but then she tells me that third time and I'm so much less likely to forget that word. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Um, now in terms yeah. of grammar, um, just making so many sentences and speaking for us as much as possible, not, I didn't really do a lot of grammar exercises because I also feel like that makes me think robotically. I do believe in that. I wish I could have like a good grammar workbook. I I, I want to look into that. But what I would typically do is describe my daily life around me. So what am mm -hmm. I doing? Was I 上课? Was I 中文课? Um, I'm in Chinese class. And uh, we're talking and just describing everything in the first person and describing my thoughts, my feelings, describing my actions, maybe, and then shifting on to like future actions, fu like what might happen, something. And mm -hmm. going into this, I'm, I get into a sentence structure that's not familiar to me, but then maybe I shift it in a way that um, uses what I already know. Maybe it's a very basic way of saying that. And then later on, I can ask my teacher, oh, I wanted to say this. Do you know how I can say that? So, yeah. This is good. And this is, this is a really useful strategy because as teachers, we model certain, you know, uh, strategies or techniques. And we don't do them ourselves when we're learning a language. So it's kind of, you know, we got to practice what we preach. And I like what he said about vocabulary. I say to students, okay, new word. Okay, what do we think it means? Let's look, let's break it down. Like, what are the syllables or what's what's the root word? Mm. It could mean this. Okay, well, that's the meaning of it. Okay, so why don't we try to put that into a sentence? Okay, think about your life as a student or think about your life as a business person. How might you use this in a sentence? Okay, perfect. Mm. Well, let's write it down. Okay, now yes. at the end of the lesson, maybe we've got five or six words on a theme, on a category. So let's say we're talking about, I don't know, uh, working from home. So we have these five or six words, like schedule, mm -hmm. routine, communication, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Okay, put that into a paragraph now. Mm -hmm. Write that paragraph mm -hmm. and then record yourself yes. in that paragraph. So then we, yes. we, we've nailed speaking, listening, reading, and writing. And then also hopefully that repetition, like you said, three times, that's in there. So that really helped me actually with learning Korean. So kind of similar <laughs> to what you did. Yeah. I'd write like a short diary extract, what I did that mm -hmm. day. I'd try to record it and listen wow. back. Okay, does that sound good? And then I get feedback from a colleague or a friend. Okay, yeah. I can fix it. And then that way, it's so so much more natural because you, you've you've already practiced those streams or those chunks of vocabulary yeah. in multiple ways. So it's just like streams out, um, which is great. And 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 kind of it it was exactly the example of that was kind of um, in the video that you shared with your Chinese teacher where 
you just have these moments where it just all flows out, right? And you're like, I can do this. It's like a breakthrough moment, right? Right, exactly. Oh my gosh. And something to connect off of what you said mm -hmm. is uh, I also do, I did something recently and I love it where I put on the dictation function on my notes. So I go oh. into my notes, I open it, I don't type, but I just speak it. So I just turn on my Chinese keyboard, I tap mm -hmm. the, the microphone and I start talking. And maybe I'm like, uh, a million times, but it's still listening to me. So it's okay. No yeah. one's waiting. I don't have to be pressured into getting my sentence out. Right. So, and then I can check it back. I'm like, oh, let me copy paste, put it in a translate. And is this what I wanted to say? And maybe I got some of the tones wrong that, and then that shows in whatever was typed. Amazing. Right. And then what's I'm the name like, of this app, Hannah? Oh, it's just like my regular iPhone notes. And oh. so, yeah, I just simply go to the regular iPhone notes just like that and i like on setting and then right. Record, right right oh, right cool. i didn't know that yeah yeah i use that with my students too so i'll tell them okay just make sure you open the the notes app just press the transcription button mm -hmm. and uh woman and then you know you have your sentence and well amazing yeah that's, uh, that's really strategy. cool right, right this right, is right. an amazing strategy i'm so glad you shared this because this is a new way that we can we can utilize and leverage language that we have to help yeah. us and again like what we've been saying this whole time during during our discussion is it really can impact not just your income because that's one part of it that was your initial motivation but it can also impact the connections you make with students it opens up a lot more opportunities it opens up a lot more um, you know different things you can do as a teacher as well so like I know for me kind of knowing a little bit meant oh that means maybe you're okay to like teach my students instead of mm -hmm. me teaching them or mm -hmm. you can work with a group of them or you can maybe connect to this person who's not so confident it just opened up a lot of opportunities for me with Korean um, mm -hmm. and again like I put on my profile uh, when I was using you know when I was advertising on certain platforms I'd say I speak Korean and people would be like yeah whatever <laughs> chat with them and they'd be like Oh, <laughs> and then it would be easier because let's say my student is like the main issue I face is I'm lacking confidence or I'm not quite feeling like I'm able to, you know, articulate myself properly or I'm transferring from L1 to L2 English, mm. which is coming out wrong. Well, I understand because I've actually gone through that process myself yeah. and I hear it all the time. Like I have a passion for learning languages. <laughs> well, do you though? Do you? Say. I, I know what it's like to learn language, but I'm like, do you really? So like, mm. if you can definitely demonstrate that and articulate that, then that's going to help you a lot professionally. Um, yeah. How has it impacted you professionally in terms of your, your teaching? You're talking about how has learning languages impacted me professionally? Yes. Yes. So like, um, you know, try, well, we could, we could talk about Spanish and also Chinese. Like, has this helped you get more business? Has this helped you connect with a wider audience? What would you say? Oh, for sure. You know, Something that bothers me um, from the beginning was the fact that, and it kind of still bothers me. I make all of my content on Instagram in English. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I sometimes pop in with a little bit of Spanish or Chinese. And then I get DMs like, oh, I didn't know you speak these languages. And yeah. Okay. Now, it bothers me because um, Americans typically don't learn a second language uh, americans just 
learn no English. They don't. We don't need to learn know another language. And right. so, in my mind, being a an English teacher, English is my native language. So of course, I'm gonna、mm -hmm. know the language. But do we know the technicality of it? Do we know how to teach it? Not everyone knows how to teach English. So who am I to tell you this is how you learn English? If I don't know any other language, I feel like my students. If I were, if I were, in, if if roles were switched and I saw、sure. me, I'd be like, "What do you know about what it takes to learn English? You just learned it as a as a native language. So who are you、mm -hmm. to tell me how to learn this?" So,、um, the fact that I have shown them, oh, I use this strategy and it works, and they can trust me because they can see, oh, she actually does have a really good Spanish accent. She、yeah. she speaks really well, and she's only learned for X amount of time, and. I feel really confident in my ability as a teacher, and since I feel confident in my strategies, my study strategies, and my tips for motivation, my students feel that, and that's how I, like you said, about trust. They can feel that my strategies are not just made up or searched up online, or I'm just giving you some suggestion because、mm -hmm. I don't know. It's it works, and if I use it and I've struggled to figure it out, I share it with、yeah. you. Yeah, you can know that、um, that you're gonna have success. I want you to have success. Yeah, there's nothing worse than teachers who preach you have to do A, B, C, X, Y, Z, and then, well, how do you know that it, that it works? So, like, what evidence do you have from your journey? Well, when I was learning Korean, I used to follow this method, which really helped me. Da, da, da. And I know that in Korean, the structure is this, the grammar is this, these vocabulary、mm -hmm. words, the loan words, so the pronunciation is different. Oh wow, okay. Great, I'm in. Because、mm -hmm. a lot of it initially, when you meet a student, you know, a lot of teachers who work on platforms, they say like, I have a lot of trial lessons, but I don't really convert them to long-term students, so they don't really、mm -hmm. want to stick around for more than a few lessons. I'm like, you need to have that buy-in initially, and you know, some people treat a trial lessons like, oh, let's just have a chat and get to know you, cool. But it's <laughs> like, this is who I am. This is what I do. Let me help understand what your goals are, and let's work together towards them. And here's how I'm going to help you. I have a systematic strategy, a plan.、Right. And that's、yeah. the real difference, I think.、Right. Um, again, when, I'm not saying that every teacher should speak multiple languages and be a polyglot. <laughs> that's not reasonable, right? But at、yeah. least be open to learning a little about your students and and learning from them because they're the best teachers, actually. Like,、yeah. I'm just very fortunate that I've had opportunities to work with students from many different countries. And first thing I ask them, how do I say hello in your language? How do I introduce myself? Like, what are some phrases、mm -hmm. that I should know? And then that way. You know, when、wow. I'm teaching, like when I'm teaching my university students, you know, let's say I have students from Iran, from I don't know Saudi Arabia, from China, from Korea, from Japan, I can connect with all of them in a little way, and they'll be like,、uh, hmm. mm. and I'm like, does he really speak my language or not? I better not, I better not talk about him in my language. <laughs> so that's one advantage.、Uh, um, yeah. What advice would you give to to English teachers or ESL teachers who want to learn a new language? What advice would you say? Like, what's the biggest takeaway that you've you've had that you could share? Oh, oh, this is good one. My advice for teachers who want to learn a new language, I would say, to rely on the the learning strategy that is most enjoyable. Because when I leaned on the strategies that were most boring, I was never able to be consistent, and therefore I wasn't able to do it every day or every week. I couldn't、mm -hmm. see progress. I couldn't feel progress. I dreaded the process. I just wanted the result.、Right. So. If you can find a language partner to chat with, 
do that. That's one that I really love. Um, and if you can find something that can really help you just, um, um, oh, yeah, really is enjoy the process. But how can I say more? Hold on, my thoughts. Because I know that I... I didn't have a plan. I wanted a plan. I really do like the step-by-step -step, uh, written out plan. Like, oh, first I'm going to master the first mm -hmm. one common 100 words in Chinese. That's actually what I did. Master the most common 100 words. And then, oh, then we'll know how to learn a sentence in my next 30 days. But honestly, this really strict plan and really strict goal system was counterintuitive for me because it actually made me even less motivated because of the yeah. pressure i put on myself Absolutely. so be easy think, on that yeah be easy on yourself sorry sorry to cut mm. in that um mm. yeah i was gonna say because it's really common like at a beginner level you can learn exponentially you can make really fast progress but once you hit that kind of intermediate level you can really hit a plateau and you can really stagnate and this is where a lot of students really start to disconnect and lose motivation mm -hmm. and feel like oh, i don't want to do this anymore because i, I don't see the progress even yeah. though you're making progress. It's like, you know, you're climbing up a mountain and it's like, okay, well, the base camp's there. Well, like I can, I can see the top. So like, I'm good. Like, why do I need to keep going? Like, this is really tough. And I, I don't see the point, like what's the value yeah. of it. So it's right. like, it's harder to quantify that, that progress as you get more advanced. Um, so how did you kind of cope with those plateaus or stagnations? How did Oof. you kind of overcome them? Like, what was the key for you? Yeah, I'm still overcoming it to be honest, but I'm shifting my mindset to be less result oriented and instead just, oh, like this week, I'm going to use like 10% Chinese with my, my student and then, or my friend or whoever I'm chatting with. Um, mm -hmm. And then next week, we're going to do 15%, 50%. And then next week, 20%. Just using, not the result, not like, oh, I'm going to know how to use like these 20 words. Right. Because, oh, I feel like it's so much stress and I have mm -hmm. to schedule time into my day. And then it feels like a, it feels like homework. It feels like a, a burden. I don't right. want a burden. Um, and in that sense, um, I would say to just mix it up as well. Because if I do the same thing every single time, like just do my classes and that's it. Oh, I need to listen to a song maybe one day or listen to a new podcast, new YouTube video or a new, um, yeah, go on Hello Talk. I, I use Hello Talk sometimes and find someone new to chat with. And um, variation for me is always necessary. I hate the mundane. I really can't do repetition repetition it just makes me feel so drained so i would say find resources connect with people see what their suggestions are and try different things every time and Great eventually advice. you'll run into something that you fall in love with that's what happens yeah, to them. yeah. people yeah. give up because they think there's one only one way to do it or there's only two ways to learn yeah. rote memorization or like mm. getting a textbook like well no not really i mean that might be how other students learn English, but that doesn't mean it has to be the same way you learn another language. Um, mm -hmm. What are some of the common misconceptions about learning uh, Chinese um, that you'd like to address? Maybe that people think like, I can never do it because of this, or like, oh, I've heard this about Chinese. What are some misconceptions you faced and, and actually oh, want to address? Misconceptions about learning Chinese. This is a good mm -hmm. one. Hmm. 
Let me think about that. I would say the fact that you, oh, you need to know how, oh, I think the one overwhelming thing that people see about Chinese is the character system. Yes. And when I first went into it, I was like, oh no, I, I don't want to learn how to write this. I, this is so overwhelming, so many lines and oh no, Taiwan uses traditional Chinese as more lines. I, I uh, uh, no, no, no. Uh, I, I, I kind of withdrew and I was like, I'm not going to learn Chinese. Um, but really in today's day and age, when do we write, <laughs> right? Yeah. We don't write unless yeah. we're writing our name. So the only thing I need to know how to write is my own name. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I know what the character looks like. I know what shui looks like. Can, if you ask me to write it, do I know how to write it? I have no idea, but I know what it looks like. <laughs> and That's so, fair. yeah, it's actually a lot easier um, when people think to read Chinese because if you spend the time to read it and like message or look at some posts on social media or maybe even read some article, some simple article or even chat with ChatGPT. I've I've had conversations with ChatGPT in Chinese and I'm like, oh, That's cool. yeah, oh, yeah. Really forced cool. myself. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a really good point that you've addressed there. You know, it, again, just because something looks difficult, well, how do you how do you overcome a difficult task? You break it down. You 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 mm. kind of focus on what you need. You don't need to do everything. You know, like I know how to drive a car. I don't know how the engine works. I don't know how all the different bits and pieces work. But who cares? As long as I can drive it and use it, then that's that's all that matters, right? And I think it's the same for language. And you know, when I was learning Korean as well, there was a lot of misconceptions about kind of pronunciation and, and how you know because what what i would find is that my my friends from america or canada they they would just you know englishize like spanglish you know with spanish uh -huh. where they just say it like in in an american accent or in an english accent and i'm like well that's you're not going to be understood because it's not the same you know mm -hmm. uh you know i, I guess I, I don't want to butcher anything but you know i would find i find my friends and, and and people would say something and then i would say it again in korean and they would be like Oh, okay, I got it now because they're not thinking that way. Again, you're just taking the words in English and you're just Koreanizing them in English, mm. just like students do the same. They, you know, I've heard of Chinese students say Chinglish, Spanish, yeah. Spanglish. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, true. you kind of get it, but it's a little bit lost, you know. So it's it's right. tricky, um, and that's something yeah. that I had to deal with because. Again, I don't know about Chinese. I'm guessing there's a lot of loan words from English, like newer words. Are they? Is there a lot of loan words from English that you can? Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't sound the same. You don't say, you know, you don't say coffee. You say right, cafe. Oh, oh. Yeah, exactly. So it wouldn't sound the same. Exactly. So it's it's tricky. It's tricky. Um, but definitely, those misconceptions again are good learning opportunities. Good discussions with your students. You can learn about them and and hopefully you know understand a little bit more about it. Um, so what are your future goals like for learning Chinese and, and how are you going to integrate that with your students and with your classes? Yeah. Oh, I love this because I have so many goals. My most big goal, mm -hmm. the, the most far out there goal that I have is I'm on a stage with a microphone in front of a, a huge room of English learners and I open that thing up in full Chinese and everyone has their jaws on the floor. <laughs> it's just like, what? <laughs> Wait, who is she? And um, like, but not in a way that is very like, oh, hello, like my name is Hannah. Like, 
I want to open up like in a very charismatic way with right. comedy because that's that level of uh, like Chinese of any language. If you can like be if you can use humor in in your speaking like, oh, oh, my gosh, this is this is amazing. So I want to be able to emit my personality into into Chinese because I can't even amazing. like at this point I can do it in Spanish, but I can't do it like I do in English, you know, and I'm still working mm -hmm. on that. So that's one thing. Right. And uh, but short term, I'll say when I say short term, I mean more like uh, five years from now. I really hope to be able to have a full 50 minute conversation with someone on a variety of topics in Chinese. I, I would be so happy with that if I can do that and feel proud by the end of it, even if I make some mistakes. Cool. I overcame it. That's it's cool. okay. Yeah, you could, you could definitely do it. it. It's definitely doable with enough time. It's just, you know, again, I, I can't speak for Chinese. I know in Korean I did it, but I was just fortunate enough to live there for four years and study and, and be around it every day. And like, you know, I set myself challenges where I said, okay, I'm going to have a 30 minute class and I'm only going to use Korean. And maybe I can talk about eight or nine topics, but I need to expand my vocabulary more. So it yeah. definitely is possible. Um, but what I would say is, you know, try to be okay with okay don't expect perfection yeah. because a lot of a lot of my students they want to be perfect they say i want to sound like a native speaker yeah. and they say what does that sound like what right. do you mean oh, they say, yeah. i want my english to be perfect i'm like mm. <laughs> again, is that realistic so right yeah. i always think about goal setting you know when i meet students as well as i always do the three six twelve rules i say what's a short-term goal we can achieve and where you can see progress quickly six months let's go a little bit more medium term mm -hmm. what's a more realistic goal and then 12 months and then we look back and we keep checking and that that helps motivate so i know uh, teachers can do this as well hopefully um with that um yeah it's it's really inspiring to, to to see other teachers in the community you know try to learn new languages immerse themselves in new languages and, and again use this to help their students because ultimately that's going to give you an advantage um over a lot of others so it's really a really an uh, admirable thing and uh, hopefully more teachers can can you know start learning from their students and trying to expand their knowledge and the fact that you can speak English Spanish and Chinese like that's going to give you a huge potential market right so <laughs> right that's the goal. that is the yeah. goal so where can our listeners uh, connect with you how can they get in touch with you and find out more about what you do Hannah you can definitely connect with me on Instagram at Speak On with Hannah. I'm also on YouTube, same username, Speak On with Hannah. And I'm also available for you for one on one classes or group sessions on Amazing Talker. If you want to learn more about that, you can get in touch with me on the gram on Instagram. Amazing. I will drop all the links in the description below. Thank you. What an amazing conversation, Hannah. Thank you so much for joining us today. <laughs> Thank you so much, Daniel. Such an honor. I really appreciate this opportunity. It's so awesome. Love it. All right. Thank you, Hannah, for an amazing interview. I really enjoyed um, speaking to you and learning about your experience going through learning Chinese and how this actually helped you as an English teacher as well. So if you do want to follow Hannah, you can find her on social media. She's on Instagram at speakonwithhannah. That is all one word. And Hannah is spelt H-A-N-N-A. -N -N -A. 
You'll find all the information below in the description. And what a great way to start off our new season of ESL Talk. So do remember to subscribe every Wednesday for new episodes. They are dropped every single Wednesday. And also don't forget to visit our website, esl-talk.com, where you can find all our previous episodes for free. We also have a lot of video content that we've been posting up on YouTube as well. So don't forget to um, follow us on YouTube and you can subscribe there for all the video content if you prefer it that way. And last but not least, don't forget our sponsor, esl-curriculum.com, where you can access 600 plus ready to go, ready to teach lessons just by simply signing up for your free two-week trial, esl-curriculum.com. That is it for this week, almost 45 minutes in length, a great episode. So we look forward to seeing you again next week for another brand new episode of ESL Talk. Thanks guys, bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for even more ESL teaching content.